Spencer, servant, welcome to the second floor, my man. Pleasure to be here. I appreciate you coming on. You had me on your podcast a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah. That was a really good one too. It's one where my camera failed in the one direction. I had I had two going on, yeah. but then I had one that had me looking at the monitor, yeah. like from behind. And yeah. so I wound up using that for the video. Yeah. And it was like really cool actually. Yeah. Because then I just blew you up. Yeah, I saw that. It was very unique. I'd never seen that kind of angle, uh, especially when I saw the final version of the podcast. It was, it was really well done. Thanks. Yeah. It was accidental in part, like I said, because one of the angles just didn't work. Yeah, hey. I wanted you, to cut with two of them. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to kind of dive in a little bit because uh, for people that don't know, um, I like to say you're like the white version of me. And I've told you this before. <laughs> yeah. You are uh, you're a filmmaker, videographer, uh, you're a rapper, you're an artist. You have multiple talents in the creative space. Um, I want to kind of, before we get into the the meat of like topics, I kind of want to get into your backstory a little bit. How did you get into, you know, all the music, the creativity? Where does that come from? Well, for me, it started when I was a kid. My earliest memory was playing piano, um, just slapping the keys on each side, trying to make something that I thought sounded beautiful. I remember thinking, this sounds beautiful. And um, now I know it probably sounded like garbage because I was just mashing the piano. But it was, I don't know, like very formative to start playing piano because it was like emotional expression for me. And I started to compose a lot. Like I I didn't like to learn music from the sheet. Um, I still can't really read music. I just wanted to do my own thing. So I was constantly coming up with things and I started to compose at a more advanced level than someone my own age typically would. And I performed in a couple of concert type talent show things. And that was like re- really important to who, who I was and still is obviously. But then 17, I picked up guitar, taught myself that and started to sing with words. So then it was like a different level. And though I had written some poetry and I was infatuated with rap, I didn't think I could do that. I didn't think I was allowed. Yeah. Um, and so I just sort of kept going. And then uh, eventually I started to get a bit more confidence and I was like 24 or so and I, 24, 25 and about five years ago, I got Ableton live and intro version and just thought, screw it, I want to do rap music because my rhymes started to get a little bit more intricate. I was focused more on the scheme and it just started to come out that way. And I think I just started to feel like, what am I, why can't I do rap? Like why I have this false, I don't know, narrative in my head saying I can't do something. So that, that was it. And then I did a Kickstarter, it went through, I got Ableton and then I started to make my own music and then music videos cause I didn't want to pay someone to do it. So I was like, how can I possibly do it? So I started to like work with buddies like Kevin Rosmer who could do it and then work with people who couldn't do it so well. And I learned from that as well. Yeah. And then eventually I just started to get my own gear and make of enough quality that people wanted to pay me to do it. And then I branched off into videography full time and music is sort of like my main focus, but it's, uh, they feed each other, right? Like, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I kind of have a similar story to you. the same, same thing, you know, getting into stuff. Like I didn't want to pay somebody to, to do music videos for me. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're like, expensive. it's expensive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap work. So, uh, yeah, and then yeah, I, I I totally relate on that front. So, I, that being said, like from a creative standpoint, because I know you do a lot, you're kind of like me. You kind of you've explored a lot of creative routes um, at this point in your career, at, uh, at least at this point in your creative journey. Um, how have you kind of balanced uh, your creativity? Because I know I see you doing certain things. Um, you know, obviously social media is kind of whatever but that's what people see so like in in your kind of realm with everything that's been going on like how do you balance your creativity oh man that's a big question (laughs) because like i don't always balance it it's it's one of those things that uh it's yin and yang it's it's always taking from me and giving to me and but i would say that yeah like i do short stories as well right like i I like to write and I have all these sort of various interests. That's right. That, yeah. That's what I didn't get into. You also write. Yeah, so. that's who. Yeah. Well, and I'm like working on a novel and stuff, but um, it's challenging 
because it's it's something that can really sort of feed me psychologically and make me feel like this is why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. And it's like free minutes, any free time that I have gets devoted to it. But I'm like a husband and a father. I got like three little kids, like six and under little girls. And that's a big time consumption as well. And I'm trying to juggle that with my, you know, work responsibilities of filming for other people and making that happen. It's really like, it's basically just calibrate constant calibration. Like I will give too much into the creative sphere and realize it's all I'm talking about. That's all I got going on. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll kind of hit a wall and I'll have to dial it back a bit and say, you're a person too. You need to like engage with your family a little bit more. Cause like you're getting a bit grumpy or something and you're staying up too late yeah. all the time. Um, I think like having a measure of discipline about it is important. Like yeah. learning to, learning to work on something because you want to actually finish it yeah. is helpful because it's helpful even in balancing it because you're not always just starting things and you're not getting that rush of finishing. Cause I see a lot of creative people who are doing that. They're like, I'm going to get into this and I'm spreading myself thin in all these different directions. But, uh, when it comes down to it, they just can't get that big dopamine rush of finishing. Yeah. And so like music, you know, songs are shorter projects, you know, short stories, shorter projects. I don't know if, I mean, doing a documentary film or something like that, that's huge. That takes a lot of work. Doing a novel, it's huge. takes a lot of work. It's hard to sometimes celebrate the milestones along the way. But if you've got little things that you're punching out, it gives you that hit, gives you that, oh, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And for me, that's, yeah, it's really important psychologically. Yeah. And I feel like at a a certain point, you kind of you kind of have to have to decide what in the moment is is kind of like the priority you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of the time especially with kind of like you and i like i feel like you know doing the podcast doing music doing videos like creatively those fill like certain parts of you um and so it can get if you let it it can really if you just go with the flow it can really you can really kind of just spin your tires and not really get anywhere but you're but you're fulfilling like the need of doing what you want to do does that make sense yeah Yeah, totally you don't get to the finish line but you you fulfill like oh i'm doing this yeah Yeah, in a moment that's that's perfect perfect, because that really articulates a place that i've been particularly last year which is i've been getting creative fulfillment by like let's say writing i love to make music but i got so much unreleased shit that um it starts to wear on you and weigh on you. And you're kind of like, man, I'm, if I'm going to pursue this seriously, then people need to see what I'm doing. And so I think if you're a creative person that you seek just that act of being creative, if that is fulfilling in and of itself, which is probably at its core, what it should be for all of us, then you're maybe not that interested in getting it out there. Like you don't care. I, I have a close friend who's, she's very creative. She kicks ass, but she put out some stuff on YouTube and she didn't promote it. She just did it as like a record in case she dies in her own words. And she's like, I don't know what that is, but it's, it's like admirable to me. And then it's also kind of baffling because when I put something out there, it's like, I want everybody to see it. With pod power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Bookwoman. Bookwoman is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more about bookwomanpodcast.ca. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, there's this certain thing that like any type of work, and it's not about just the creative side of things, but you want the work that you create or do to be impactful in some way. Like, I feel like that's an integral part of like being human, right? So it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter if you're releasing music, podcast, song, artwork, um, working in in the corporate world, you want to feel like the actions and the things that you do on a day to day have some impact 
in either your circle or the world right so with us it's like obviously we want the most eyes on it so i'm also baffled by the fact of like creative people who are just like nah i'm just gonna i'll just put it up on youtube and like forget about it or like i'll i won't promote it and it's like i feel like and this is just my really really strong opinion that um if you don't share your 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 work to the world you are essentially just it's almost like a disservice to the people around you Mm. it's a disservice to 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 to, honestly like everyone because each one of us is different in our own way obviously but you not trying to impact people with the work that you're doing is almost i just feel like it's a disservice to to people because like what what's what's the purpose then obviously the purpose could just be self-fulfillment but i know that the other side of it the other side of the coin is we all want to feel like we are making some sort of impact whether that's small or large yeah Yeah. no No, i think think he hit on something there for sure i i i feel like like there's different kinds of creative people um and that drive for attention is one that honestly i have and i've struggled with it because it's like i don't want to do this just for attention i don't want to just people to think i'm awesome like i don't want that to be the driving force of why i do what i do and though so i work hard so that it's not that but it can creep up but then i feel like there's just other people who are maybe more sound of mind that they don't have that drive for attention let's say but they have immense talent but like you say maybe the challenge for them is not it's an inverse challenge for me it's like hard to keep this stuff in and for them it's hard to put it out but we both have kind of an obligation like i can't keep too i can't put too much out in a way because there is a refinement process like as an artist you're a craftsman you're taking something and you want to put the work into it and you want you don't just want to be like unfiltered garbage all the time you know like you want to make something good and so that can be like someone who's really attention seeking. They got to learn how to work. They got to learn how to shut the door and actually yeah. get it done. And then people who are, you know, they need to maybe get comfortable with being vulnerable in some space because you don't realize what impact that could have. Right. I don't think that everyone needs to like be promoting themselves and like trying to go on world tour or anything like that. Yeah. But there is definitely something to be said about if you're hiding your talents, if you're intentionally not going out there and doing something with it what psychological pathology does that root from and is that healthy yeah you know exactly yeah it's worth considering it is yeah i think like you said there's that 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 the two sides of it people that need to share more and then people that need to close the door and just hold off a little bit um and i think that that ties into like social like social media because i think that really impacts the way our psychology is the way we think you know I've gotten into certain scenarios where I'm just like, man, I get that itch of like, oh man, I haven't posted something on my Instagram for a long time, or I haven't posted a story. I haven't done that. And then there's that itch of like, now the purpose of just dropping something is because I haven't done it in a while versus the actual art. You know what I mean? Like you said, like there is a refinement process. There should be a refinement process. Sometimes I've done this where it's just like, fuck it, drop it because you haven't dropped something in two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes I got, I get into my head of like social and just that itch of like getting that rush of dopamine, a rush of likes, rush of comments. Um, And it's easy to fall into that trap. But I I look at it now of like, it is part of our process. Mm. I feel that this is like on, in this day and age, you don't use social media to your advantage of putting yourself out there showcasing your art or your work you are losing because it is part it is now part of society whether you like it or not this is where we've evolved to this is where things are going so i don't know that's just my opinion um i think you're perfectly entitled to it yeah i don't don't think it's wholly wrong in any observable way i can tell like you have to be willing to play i think that you got to have your goals in mind like you know some people like obviously though the world is more than just music or art right and i sometimes think that you know i'm surrounded by artists all the time i'm talking to them like like you or or my own podcast i'm talking to creative people but there's a lot of people who are like are not creative 
are not all that creative and they really benefit from the creative arts too. Um, there's a really good example. You know, a guy named David Goggins. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah David, David got, can't hurt me. He's got this uh, yeah. great book. Goggins is the man. He's yeah. A beast. Yeah. Well, I, I think about when he's talking about one of the hell weeks he was going through to be in the Navy SEALs. Um, there was like this dirge, like this song from Platoon, the movie, and a part where Willem Dafoe throws his arms up and there's helicopters flying above and he gets killed or something like that. And it's like this ironic thing for him to be singing that in the intensity of Hell Week when he was going through like the tides and stuff like that. But it kept him going and like he can't hold a tune at all. Like he can't sing like he's, but that was the thing that got him through that intense intensity. And so it's like someone who let's say he's not an, he's not an artist, but that power over his life was so immense, so palpable that it brought him through to get to one of his greatest achievements of all time. Like art, art is such a, art is such a phenomenal role that it plays in society and social media is kind of the, it's like one of the tools of voice, you know, it's like, you can't speak the language if you want your stuff to be, to land on ears so people can understand what you're saying. Social media, unfortunately, or fortunately, is one of those, it's it's a device that we use to speak. So people won't even hear you unless it's on our Facebook feed, or they won't even hear you unless it's on Instagram or something. And that's like, to me, it's like, there's something kind of sad about that, but then there's also something kind of freeing about it when you think like, yeah, this is the arena. This is the world as it is, and I have to be willing to jump in. Yeah. I want I want to take a, a slightly different turn. I want to talk a little bit of a, about rap. Um, now I've heard I've heard your rap. I think it's dope. I think you have your own unique kind of sound. Um, your videos are very they're different, and I like that approach because you're doing kind of you know you're taking the ideas that you have and you're you're, you're turning them into reality. What do you feel about the rap game right now? How do you feel about the the climate of rap? Um, what are your What are your thoughts on just like where it's headed and like what's going on right now? That's, That's a, a good, good question, question that literally nobody ever asks me. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like a rapper who's like, yeah, I was not. I'm not part of the culture or haven't been in a long a long the way because i was just hiding in my closet like yeah. no one's gonna think i can rap yeah you know, I, I can't be part of this and then it's like yeah gradual encounters like people like you for instance when we perform together um yeah i just started to like open my eyes like oh maybe i i can have a voice in here like i could be doing my own thing so i would say that like rap in general uh rap is is to me obviously it's like one of the most potent forms of verbal art it's something that it has such great capacity because what other form what other musical form can you literally speak a whole essay at someone in a span of three minutes that's an incredible thing because yeah there's power and brevity you know and we all like a little bit of bruce springsteen sometimes and there's there's power in that and it hits the mood but there's also power in longevity there's also power in being able to articulate something in a clever or interesting way and yeah. in, in, in a fast paced way that sometimes takes multiple listens before you even understand. Yeah. Um, so because the nature of the art form is like that and the barrier to entry is so low these days because all you need is a cell phone really like people are on TikTok, like they're posting beats and stuff like that. And you can jump in and come up with your own raps and you could even go viral off that shit. Yeah. So, I think inherently, if you look at something that has such high potential, but it also has such a low barrier to entry, like amateurs and people who haven't worked their craft out, you're going to have like this sort of flood of garbage with things that are rising above it and, and kind of like a flat, flat Sam's or whatever, yeah. float Sam's. And those are like the, the people that you got to find. So, so who are you trying to diss right now? You talking <laughs> no, no, about garbage? No, no, no. You, you're, you're a flotsam. No, like, no, no, no. I think that <laughs> it's just like it's an inevitability. And it, and what's kind of interesting because in my circles, like I'm small town, and I've, I'm often around a lot of people who don't listen to rap music. Yeah. If you ask them, like, do you like rap? There's so much assumption that goes into that. So many people find that rap is like 
a lesser form of art because there's so many wannabes. And I know that's like not the nicest thing to say, but I really feel it's just kind of true. Like there's something about the bravado and the image of rap. Um, and there's so much like classic gangster shit out there. It's like, um, when you're a young person, often you want to emulate those qualities, particularly if you don't have another form that has those qualities of, you know, to emulate. So you're like, you want to do that and you want to be something you're not sometimes. And like, I was guilty that I started writing some rap in like grade eight, just my own lyrics. And I was just like Eminem with a far worse rhyme scheme without the history uh, uh, to deserve that, you know? And it wasn't until I was like in my twenties, I get a bit of confidence and, and figure out who I am that I realized, oh, I can just sort of speak in my own lane. I don't have to, I don't have to be someone I'm not. I can just be me. So like artists who I really respect, people who are really kicking ass, think people like Brother Ali. He's he's in his own lane. Um, he's very open about his religiosity. Yeah. He he's got a lot of wisdom. He's very positive and life affirming, yeah. but he can get grimy and he can like really get into into the craft. Um also, I don't know, someone like Hobson, you know, like he's a guy who can be super self-indulgent at times. But then he can also like be profoundly generous in like giving art to people that need a voice. Um, Tom McDonald's kind of like that. He's a guy who kind of like half the time rubs me the wrong way and then half the time rubs me the right way because he's like, he's sometimes really focused on self and that's a big theme in rap. And then sometimes he's just like putting out music that gives a voice to certain people. And so the nature of the game is that it's all online. Like people are consuming it in a very different manner. Yeah. Uh, obviously with COVID, people aren't like, haven't been going to shows and that part of the culture has been kind of sleeping, yeah. you know? So I don't know if that's maybe too broad attacked or- No, that was great. No, I just wanted to know kind of what your opinion, especially you as a rapper coming from a small town, um, kind of your perspective is is gonna be a lot different from, from other people, right? And- uh, you know, me personally, just thinking about, you know, the rap game, I think. Yeah, I want your thoughts on this. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I, I like the, I like what you said. I think that, like you said, like anyone with a cell phone who has an internet connection can can literally rap and post it on TikTok and potentially go viral from, from it, right? So you have a lot of garbage that comes up. And then the people that I feel like are lyrical and actually like poetry and they produce lyrics that are profound the rhyme screams rhyme schemes are are great Mm -hmm. you know i feel like obviously that especially with the attention span that the kids have these days they don't appreciate that as much you know before when we were you know when eminem came about and like you know that that whole gangster era that like started they were still rapping like they had bars bro right so and and even then it was kind of like it was starting to slowly get into this like you know the migos came up the migos like started this whole movement of like mumble rap right Mm -hmm. um so i feel like there there are waves in 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 rap they're just waves that come just like probably any art art form um and every decade has their own kind of theme if you will of like you know this 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 theme is right now is is mumble rap and like in that kind of trap vibe um and a lot of like wannabes like you said there there's a ton out there there's some there's some in edmonton there's a lot there's a lot in toronto you know toronto you know drake drake the weekend tory lanes these guys have put on toronto and now there are a ton of wannabe tory laneses and drakes out there that are that are that are there they sound fantastic like they sound good. They they sound like the weekend. They sound like right. Tory Lanes, but it's like now it's just like it's just it's it's, it's so diluted, yeah. saturated with with all those people. Yeah, you're missing that kind of original spark. Um there's a yeah, there's a really good quote, I think, by a guy named C. S. Lewis about originality. It's something like anybody who like if you are seeking to be original like you're not going to be original but anybody who never gave two pence about originality and just tried to tell the truth will become original by consequence because they're yeah they're kind of like getting into their own perspective but you know i should like add as well that the wannabe rapper was me 
right? Like that was me at a certain time at a certain skill level. So like not to diss or downplay, like if you're churning out garbage, like I sound sound like such an asshole saying that, but it's like, if you're putting out stuff that like, obviously you're proud of it at the time, but then like six weeks go by and you look at it and you think, oh boy, like I need to step up my game or how come this doesn't sound like so-and-so. That doesn't mean you're going to always be that way. Like you've got to grind through and work through it and it's a craft like any other and having a proclivity is only you know a tenth of the battle the rest of it is going to be the hard work but it's just that there's also a lot of people i think get caught up in like the machismo and all all sorts of things that aren't really about the craft and nothing bugs me more like when you see someone who's got like they've got like let's say lots going on social media wise and they're like kicking ass and then you like check out their music and their bars and stuff and they're like really subpar yeah like it's kind of like man like you've got the image down pat but your your art is suffering yeah exactly. and maybe you're cool with that maybe that's fine i don't know well the image is almost now nowadays the image is a lot more important than the art for a lot of these people right True. it's very yeah like they got like the instagram like they got they got everything down pat they look they play the part really really well and then you go on their spotify and they have like one song and it's like and it sounds like the weekend and you're like or not even the week like anyone it could be anyone that but you just know that it just sounds like everything else that's out there right now and it's like again there's no like uh, to each his own i but i just feel like at a certain point you need to if if, you know because all those people it's just like all those people will get filtered out eventually. Either you do rap for the for for the hobby, yeah. You do rap for whatever, just to 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 play that image. Or if you actually want a career in this, it's you're gonna have to do either something profound, something different. And especially in this day and age, bro, it's like I think about it all the time. It's like okay, I can rap. You know, I have some decent tracks. You know, oh, yeah. like I've, you know, I have some decent videos. Okay. But do I really have anything that stands out? Do I really have anything that people can look at and be like, whoa, right. like this is like profound. And, and again, it doesn't, not everything, not every piece of work has to be like that. No. But to, 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 to rise out, you know, to get yeah. above the, the threshold of millions and millions of rappers around the world, it's like either your songs have to be f- insanely good like you have to create a classic or something that's like a theme that can just go viral which is very 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 difficult to do or if someone stumbles on your page and they click one of your videos and they watch it it needs it needs to have a profound emotional effect on them or else you know i just don't feel like you can make a career out of it and i feel like a guy like you you brought hobson up like hobson is a perfect example of this oh yeah decided to wear contacts to differentiate himself, decided to, like, again, he took the route of, like, dissing a lot of rappers at the beginning. Yeah, he was, like, be as controversial. Yeah, so he was, like, let's take the controversial route. But it helped him. As much as he dissed, like, he dissed Drake, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, all these, like, Lupe Fiasco, he, he dissed all these people, but it helped him garner attention. It helped people put eyes on his on his work. Now, like you listen to "Sag My Pants," which is the one song that oh, I yeah. that that's I the that's the first song I heard from him. I was like, "Bro, this Me is too, a, yeah. This is a this is a crazy track. This guy's good." But since then, I've been able to follow his journey. But it was only because of that song. Had he just been like lyrically dope and like just kind of yeah. like done? Imagine if he hadn't done that track. Imagine if he didn't wear the contacts. Where would he be in his career? You know? What yeah. I mean? Yeah. He's what do you be- think of that? Well, well I, I think, think that. It's interesting because it's it's kind of like a common tack. I see a lot of up and coming rap artists do that. You know who's not doing that? Well, you know I shouldn't say that. You know who's not. Well, doing now it? it's like the purple hair and stuff, like the purple hair and the oh the yeah, tats yeah. all over the yeah, face. Yeah, there's that. There's like, that. The rainbow colors. The rainbow like. colors now to try to like yeah. There's that side of it, but then like in regards to like controversial lyrical content, um, a guy who's really really good is Marlon Kraft. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's someone like he's talked about some controversial subject matter. Um, I think he's gone a bit political, but he's really centrist and he's very much just like pointing out ironies. And he's clearly a poet, like just a massive poet. The guy has such a way with words. And uh, this episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity driven stories, topical newsletters, 
and locally focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. The Pulse. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's new daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a bit of whimsy from features such as a moment in history, chart of the week, and the Friday podcast pick. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. I can't remember one of the music videos. He was like in like uh, in a school and he was like walking around. In the yeah, school. yeah, I, I saw one. I really, I really like that video. Yeah, yeah he's, he's also, also like his video, video approach is like stupid good. Yeah. Or what's the word? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. He has the kiss principle. He's like, all right, I, I'm just imagining Marlon Kraft being like, all right, video guy. You're just, just gonna walk. walk. Back, right? <laughs> we're gonna like walk down this part of the hallway, and then we're gonna turn around and go the other way. Yeah. Whole video. Yeah. And for some reason, because of his content and his nature, and he, I like that. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I like the simple approach. I, I find it really. I, I find it really. I really like that approach because, especially with us, like independent artists, like we can't get a full. It's cheaper, yeah. but I always think about like how can you make something visually appealing but as simple as possible because I, I've seen a lot of music videos, even the bigger artists that do where there's like a one take or yeah, it's like one something takes are that, engaging. They are engaging, man. And as much as people like, Oh, like, like there's no, like imagine there's no edits on it. It's just one take, but then things are happening yeah. on set. Like things are, yeah, something's happening. That's just like catching your attention. It's very, very simple. Yeah. yeah. Marin Kraft did one where he was like, it's like really simple. He's like in a, around a dirt pit or something like that. And then at one point, he's just kind of like going through, and then he grabs a chair and he shakes it like this, and his whole outfit changes. Oh, cool! And he keeps going, and I was like, "Whoa, what? The, how did how did you do that? How did you do that?" And I like I'm rewinding it, and I realize, oh, I think they're just like doing some color key shit. Like it literally, like he's wearing a plain shirt, and then he's wearing another shirt, and I think that they just literally switched it so it looked like he was wearing jeans and he's not he didn't change outfits but it was like a visual edit trick where they kind of shook the camera for a second anyway like yeah stuff like that yeah it's simple but it's dope even mm. like uh you've seen joiner lucas's uh will have you seen will oh uh, yeah the yeah that video will that's such a fire concept <laughs> it's so crazy and the cool thing is i've, I've been listening to joiner even join like a guy like joiner whose career has been came came off of like controversial not controversial but like really really engaging um videos mm -hmm. even he was saying in one of his interviews recently that he actually makes the concept of the video first before he makes the song that's, that's interesting. interesting yeah what do yeah. you think of that well um i think have that you taken that approach at all i have taken because I, I never have in writing like sometimes in writing like i i've written this project can't really get into too much, but it's it's maybe for like uh, you're not going to give the second floor family well, an exclusive or what? Well, I'll say a little <laughs> bit about it. It's like it's a music video. So I did a song called Suspect with my friend Lindsay, and she's she's a really talented singer songwriter, Lindsay Rendelman, out of uh, Red Deer. Yeah, and she's in a band called Loser Tuesdays as well, and they're they're fun. I don't know, they just they got they got a lot going on, and uh, we've been friends for a long time, and we uh, we actually went to school together as kids and then we like didn't talk for like 10 years then we re-became friends collaborated made this song suspect and it got some attention from uh this group that they wanted me to price out a potential project that had to do with raising awareness about an issue but then also tying in with a music video concept kind of like an active campaign and if they get the funding then it's going to happen so Sweet, it might happen but if it funding doesn't happen i'm still doing the music video right but in a different concept. And I did this with uh, Lindsay. Uh, we collaborated again and we had some back and forth. And in this one, I was thinking about the music video as I was writing it. And in fact, even in the production of it, like there's a little bit of an, like an epilogue at the end where I'm picturing like what's gonna happen in the video yeah. to kind of sync up to the song. Yeah. And like, I think just the nature of the more you work with video, the more that you can see the two influencing one another. But I've never been like, you know, it'd be a dope video and then just write to that. I don't think I've done that. Yeah, before. me neither. I haven't done that, but I really want to take that approach or at least take an approach of like, 
thinking about the music video as yeah. I'm writing a, a certain song. Because I feel like that's very powerful. And I think a guy, like I said, a guy like Joyner, who's built his career from like not having a name to now collaborating with the biggest names in in, yeah. in, 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 in the culture because of those videos. Like, I don't know if you've looked at Joyner's, uh, a lot of Joyner's stuff, but I encourage you to go look at like I'll some, go to like, honestly, like go from his oldest videos and go up, just go up and just yeah. watch a couple because you can tell that each video is very purpose driven. Yeah. Like, like one video is about suicide. The other video is about a kid getting shot. Um, the other videos about, you know, uh, falling into, you know, money, sex and drugs. And like, he's very purposeful with his videos. And I, as a videographer, filmmaker, yeah. and I'm sure you're the same way, we can appreciate that because it's like, you know, that he took the time to come up with a dope concept for the video. And, you know, again, like he has a skill in terms of rap, like anyone, like, I feel like anyone can rap, but being able to really provide a dope visual piece that that goes well hand in hand to really drive that song and give that full emotional effect is, is, is very difficult to do. It, huh, sorry. It is like, it's a whole other kind of skill set that almost you have to be doing to stand out, right? Like you, you can't just be a rapper. Like you said, like you can't just have that skill. Um, I feel like I wanted to step back just for a quick second, like just talking about the controversial approach about how so many artists have that as, cause I, I feel like there's just a little more juice. Yeah. I wanted to squeeze out Yeah, of yeah, tell me. It's, it's like, like, I kind of want to know what you think about the act of doing something just to garner attention, almost for the sake of attention, like a resource so that you can actually use it for, let's say good or evil. Like, because Hobson, like a good example, he just disliked everybody who was popular. And he was talented and good and controversial. And he kind of had like, he had just the right elements and that helped him blow up. And then he puts out a song, you know, talking about his childhood trauma, for instance, I think the last one he dropped, that is like massively impactful. And and it's like, we would never have gotten there without it. Yeah. So is it like an ends justifying the means almost thing? Like, yeah, I, I think, I think personally, I think, 50 i think 50 cent said this or somebody said this but they said any media is good media <laughs> or any or any attention is is good attention and i kind of thought about it for a sec because before i had this opinion of like oh no like i'd never do that i'd never i'd never diss someone for the sake of getting clout and i and i think dissing is different for me personally like i don't come from a place of like dissing people like i don't that's not in my nature to just diss somebody although i did have a diss track yeah, last year which is again came out of nowhere but that's that's for another day um but i think i think being okay uh jordan peterson says uh, says a really uh, he said something i saw this clip i think i posted it on my instagram but he says men should be monsters right men should be competitive and like in this day and age and especially with cancel culture it's you know he's got to be humble he's got to like you know yeah. you know yeah. you have to be you have to be nice and you have to be like you know you can't hurt anybody's feelings and i feel like that's that's the wrong approach i think you can i think you should be a fucking monster in rap because that's what we grew up with we grew up with the yes. m&ms in the 50s and like that's the stuff that really got us going and really we connected with these artists because they came from an authentic place they came from a very very raw place so when you when you decide to do something to garner attention it's all calculated it's it's, it's calculated and it's and, and i think it's good now it depends on how far you take it right and again, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of dissing, but I do love the fact of like making something crazy visual, showing some some stuff that really like is like, whoa, like that's you know, showing something political in a video or like show, showcasing something that's just Absolutely, very yeah. yeah, because because at the end of the day, if these artists have done it to garner attention and and skyrocket their careers, why can't we do the same thing? And again, if if it's in your lane, yeah. and if it's in if it's true to you, and you you truly believe in that view, opinion, or whatever it is that you're creating, but if you're able to create something that is very like holy shit, I can't believe Servant did that. I can't believe yeah, he showcased that. Like, 
Yeah, it's, it's like, like you, you have to have those right ingredients because, like, let's say, like, I could be controversial, and I, I certainly have some controversial thoughts that are dissenting from public opinion. Yeah. But it's like, does my, am I the right voice? Am I the right kind of fit for that? Let's say it has to be true. Yeah, it's like if it's something that you can kind of personally relate to, or kind of, if you're the right lens to look through that issue, if you have that combination, um, and it is, let's say, controversial. And yeah, you know what? When you look at it as a career, as what do I do so that this can become a living, this can be the way that I live and breathe and pay for the food on my table. Um, a lot of jobs have aspects about them that you might not necessarily have full philosophical alignment with, but you're like, well, we got to go door to door because it's the way we can sell. Like, we got to do it. Like, I don't like showing up at people's doors, but we got to do, do it. And in like the rap game or music videos or uh, music in general, if that's something you do take seriously, I think you do have to be willing to experiment and try things that do put you out of your comfort zone. And that's if your goal is to actually get to a point where people care what you have to say or, and, and, and because like that's the currency with which you're going to make money. Yeah. And it's not about making money. It's about making a living yeah. because money pays for food so that you can have time to do the other shit, yeah. right? Like, no, but at the end of the day too, it's like, think of it this way, right? Like how else is your music going to get discovered? You know, what have, what lanes have we, we, we tried as, as being independent artists, yeah. I've tried every lane possible, except, except for the controversial route. I haven't, I haven't done it. I haven't done something that actually, no, that's, that's not, that's not true. I've done my, my first, my first song, but it wasn't controversial. It was more like, it was more of a view. It didn't, it, it did evoke emotion, but it wasn't like, whoa, like right. this is like, I can't believe he just posted this. It wasn't anything like that. But I feel like we as independent artists need something like that, whether that's the music, whether that's a video, whether that's, because at the end of the day, I just don't see. I personally just don't see like, okay, I'm just going to grind and grind and grind and grind and hopefully yeah. just gain a, you can gain a decent audience. Again, either your music has to be so good and you as an artist have to be so talented that someone goes on your page and is like, I can't believe this guy isn't signed yet. Right. Yeah. Or, or you build, you, you, you basically dig your own path like a Hobson, like a Joyner Lucas, like a Russ, like a, you know what I'm saying? And make something so crazy that people can't ignore it. And then organically you get this rush of people that come onto your page and then they see all the other work you've done. Well, yeah, you know, and like, I have like microcosms of that in my own career. Like I did a song called Turn the Lights Down. Um, fun trivia about that actually. The song, I, I wrote it all and I had a singer uh, who is from Edmonton here, come on and join. And her name's uh, Jessica Harling. And she was in the process of changing her brand so that she was going as Jessia. And anyway, so it was like, she didn't actually get credited on the track. She was more just a vocalist that I hired, but she was really nice and it went really well um, in this Turn the Lights Down song. And anyway, I just checked like last month and she blew up. She's like, she's got the song as Jessie that streamed like 26 million times. What? She was the picture of the Spotify playlist for Canada. And she was like, she woke up, she was on a billboard in Vancouver for Amazon Music. Yeah, she like blew up. Anyway, she's, Jesse, she's really nice in person. Uh, she's lovely. But she was like on my track, Turn the Lights Down, which was, yeah, it was just a, this cool little bit. But that song um, is kind of controversial because it was about me and my own sort of struggles with pornography. And I really wanted to do a video for it. And so eventually when I did, like that one got a lot more organic love than a lot of, a lot of my music, like yeah. it was something that I know, like when I've performed it live, it tends to be one where people come up and they're like, man, that like I relate or man, this, I really connected with that. Yeah. And it, and it took like a, certainly a level of vulnerability to kind of open up about it. But it was also kind of like saying that, you know, there's a lot of negative eff effects of pornography and believe it or not, that's a controversial thing to say. Cause some people are like, go porn, porn is totally fine. It's, yeah. it's great all the time. It's, you know, it'll spice up your relationships and stuff. And I was kind of being like, not preachy, but I was saying, look, well, in my situation, it's kind of wrecked me. It's not a great thing. Yeah. Um, so like that was an example where I could see something do 
pretty good. Yeah. And um, I feel like if it had even more marketing power behind it, maybe you could have lift off even further. Yeah. But you certainly need to be bold. Yeah. Like that's definitely a, a good takeaway here. Um, because if you're not being bold or if you're if you're hiding away from saying certain things because you think it's going to rub people the wrong way, you're yeah. a coward. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. Like you're hiding. Yeah. And maybe you have good reasons to be a coward yeah. for the time. You know, like maybe it is important you protect yourself or if it's sensitive to someone you love. Like I understand we, we can't all be superhuman all the time, but you shouldn't be trying to hide from the truth in art, you should be addressing it head on. And I think that there's kind of like a sleazy way to do that, to garner attention. And like, I think even Hobson himself would admit that just dissing like Drake and like all these people is kind of sleazy because it's like, it's kind of grimy, you know, like you're pulling off people's coattails to get up, but it certainly worked for him and he's done profound work that that's no, it's no knock against him. It's just like, but there's also a, a way that's like, you can hit the truth right on the nail and Joyner Lucas, I think did that with, um, I'm not racist for instance, where he's like, you know what? I'm just going to try my best to present two different sides of the argument, two people from different walks of life. And I'm just going to try to tell the truth as best as they see it. Like he, he didn't get real political about it or nothing. He's just like, this is how I'm going to do it. And then he did it. And because it was so true and so many people could identify with either side of the lane there, it just, yeah, yeah, like it cut through the noise. noise. Yeah. And yeah. it was a simple video. Oh, yeah. It was simple. Like the video was very simple. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just two guys sitting yeah. across from each other. They're like, let's just like run through this like six times and we'll get a few different angles. That's it. Like, no, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I, I really, I really, really like about the simplicity of certain things. Um, but yeah, man, I, I totally, I, I'm, I'm totally, I totally believe now. Like I, I have gone through a decade of, of, of creating. And I have now, I've looked at every strategy possible. I've looked at everything. For, I've studied everybody. And I, 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 I sit and I, I, I listen to interviews. I know shit about people, especially the people that come up and I figure out, okay, what made this guy? How did this guy come from the basement? And how did he, now he's in, you know, you know, top 10 or whatever. He's in, he's, he's made a, he's made a living out of something from his basement, which is totally admirable and respectable. And it's like, as a creative, it's something that I look up to, but I've studied all this. And I realized that as much as people say, you know, you gotta, or like a lot of, a lot of people that give out advice on YouTube and, and, and on Google, they're like, you got to post like three times a day or, you know, once a week or else, you know, you're not going to build an audience. I'm like, fuck that. Now at this point, I used to be like, like, I used to be like, oh man, I got to keep posting, keep posting. And now I'm actually taking a step back and I'm like, you know what? Like the art, the art matters and the way you deliver your message matters. You know what I mean? So there's, there's two, there's two things there. If you know the art is good, if you know the messaging or whatever, the song is good, right? If you don't have a marketing piece that can help supplement that song, it's going to go to shit. Or if it's so good, it might go viral through TikTok or whatever lane out of, you know, spontaneous, just putting it out there and letting letting the world like take, yeah. take it over. But I don't like to leave shit, shit to that. Yeah. <laughs> if you have, if you have a song and then you have a marketing piece, whether it's a video, a campaign, whatever that is, if it's good enough, it will take off. And I've seen it through a good, great example of this. And I want to bring this up. Russell Peters, you know, Russell Peters, the yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. He, he, in 1996, he did a whole stand up show one of his first stand-up shows on CBC. And it was the exact same show that he did that blew him up like six six or seven years later, okay? And it was the exact same. But he said the reason he blew up like six or seven years later was he took the exact same jokes that he did and he just delivered it differently. He delivered it differently than the first show that he did in 1996 on CBC. People didn't mess with the way he delivered it. Yeah. 
There were certain pauses. There were certain ways of like his gestures, the way he punched some of the bars of his yeah. of uh, in his show. And I was so pr- like it. It just blew my mind. Cause think about that. It's the exact same jokes. Can yeah, you, can, it's the same on paper. It's same on paper. You go up and you perform it, but people in 1996 didn't fuck with it. But then uh, early early 2000s when he blew up, he said he's like they're the exact same jokes. He's like go back to 1996, watch my show. It's the exact same, <laughs> but I delivered it differently. And that's what people, and that's what I think about our music. Yeah. The music could be really, really good. Your music could be fucking phenomenal. But how you deliver it is just as important. Yeah, that's pretty deep, actually. That's a very good way to look at it. I'm taking this nugget, by the way. I'm going to post this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go for it. I'll share it. Uh, well, like. What do you think of that? What do you think? I think that. Well, that kind of coincides with like this year, for instance, I've kind of stepped up to becoming more consistent and I've realized that the marketing is an aspect of, it's an aspect of the communication and that if I'm not sharing it in a way that people can actually hear it, then I'm kind of missing the point. And there's no fun, you know, you can be a tortured artist when you're 20 because that's fun. You know, like you could put out stuff and feel miserable about it. You got your whole life ahead of you. Um, when you're 30, you have a little bit less of that life ahead of you. And like, I just turned 30. And it's like, oh, well, not just. I should say it was, it was last year, like a few months ago. <laughs> um, but I think I've realized that wallowing about it and posting stuff and having people not care or feeling like they don't care is useless. It is not doing anything for anybody but feeding my ego. Cause that's what you're doing. If you're posting something and nobody cares about it or whatever, and you work hard, the part of you that feels like sad is because I'm so great and nobody sees it. I'm so great. Like it's looking at yourself as this massive thing instead of just being like, hold on. Like maybe people didn't hear it because I said some stupid shit right at the start of it. Or maybe they didn't hear it because it took me 20 seconds to get into the first verse. Like people couldn't actually hear it because their attention spans are this big. So if they look at it and it doesn't catch in that little window and you miss it. So it's like, you need to kind of be humble enough to step out of yourself and say, maybe it's nothing to do with you. Maybe you're fine, but you got to look at the whole picture of how you're trying to speak to people. And it's not easy, but you gotta, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of past wallowing. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm into this where it's like, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. put my stuff out there. People will vibe with it. They won't vibe with it. And that's okay. And I don't have to care because I'm still doing what I love. You're going to, you're going to, as, as you go along, your, your craft is going to get polished and polished. You're start you're going to start to refine certain things that might, you know, three years from now, you're going to be like, man, did I really put post that? You know what I mean? It's the same shit, right? You keep getting better at what you do. And then you start refining your sound, your videos, everything. Um, so yeah, man, there, there, there is really no like point. And I think, I think a lot of that has to do with like, even for me, when I look back at like the songs on my SoundCloud, all of them are privated right now because oh, I mean, yeah. they're not good, right? Okay. They're seven, yeah, they're seven, seven, seven or eight years ago when I tried mixing my, my own stuff and sounds be- like th- it's not good, right? But I think that now when people look at my stuff, they're like, oh shit, like, you know, he can actually rap, right? Like yeah. people that just stumble upon my shit and they're like, bro, like, you know, you're, you're, you're deep, like you're, you're, you're good, like you're decent, like what's, but like they don't know all those years of me spending the time and effort to get to this point, right? And, and we, we, it's easy to make it look easy and be like, yo, I can, you know, I can rap and do, do whatever. So I think, uh, I think the journey is, is very important to, to try to enjoy as much as trying to get that attention, as much as trying to get to the next level with all this stuff, man, with all this stuff. Um, I want to take a little bit of time uh for my patreon subscribers that's right so um so for those who have tuned in all the way up to this uh make sure to subscribe to the patreon if you want servant is gonna drop some 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 gems here some valuable gems for creators for filmmakers those are who are in the music industry 
um, or just creativity in general. Um, this man lives by what he does. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to head over there right now, we're about to dive in. Servant, my man, it's, it's, it's your time to shine, man. I know uh, we were talking about doing a little bit of a freestyle. Um, obviously, you allowed me to do a freestyle on your podcast, so I am giving you the the acapella version on the second floor, first time ever. We want to hear Servant. So uh, the mic is yours, my man. Okay, yeah, I'll do a little... We'll do a little something. I'm on what I call a mission to right wrongs. Listen how I talk. Poetry spit from my sizzling gums, man. They feel a pinch numb. Which one of you bent thumbs will give me and my Instagram big love? If I dig into my skull, incision through my thoughts, would you tell me that shit's awesome? Or would you just swipe up till I'm gone like past trauma? Man, I'm honest on the mic. It's a problem of mine. I wallow and cry through a bottomless mine of stupid decisions, all them entwined with my uh, cruel intentions. If I can't make you smile, then I'm foolish and senseless. If I can't make you cry, then my music's a gimmick. If you ain't mad when this pen's in my hand, then I'm missing my chance to help you feel forgiveness. And I write what I think is beautiful. I admit it. It pulls me up out of this woeful existence. I keep grinding it out through these words, and then some. Sometimes what I hear is like a shot to the arm, a full injection of penicillin. But this life-saving drug keeps my head from detaching, but still, the shit's spinning. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here if there's nobody listening. But let's take a step back for one focused whole minute. I don't write this for you. I don't write this for Instagram likes. If I did, I'd have quit a long time ago because I'd have had too much to prove. I don't write this as a form of expression. This is my only expression. It's why I do what I do. So tell me I'm crippled by a need to scribble. Say that I'm wrong to write poetry, dark riddles, short stories. Say it's just bark whittled. Say I'm alone, moping like one stark fiddle. Say my words are putrid and gross like a pool of warm spittle. They're still pulling me forward though and giving my life a reason. They're taking all my experience and breaking it down to sip easy. They're cooling my throat like iced tea on a warm beach. All this writing makes my life better. So thank you for listening uh, from the center of my heart. And though this poem you heard with no admission or high cost, and so many have swiped on, you're still here. And you could give a like or nice comment. <laughs> uh, my name's Servant, and I promise... I'm still on a mission to right wrongs. I'm in my element like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. I make music for iPods. I'm a Jedi like Qui-Gon. When if finally I'm gone, a lightsaber through my heart, will you remember me? Why not? Maybe because you never saw this video. <laughs> and so many have swiped up. But I don't care. And it's okay. Because I'm doing what I love. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was fire. Thanks, man. That was fire. Man, you guys heard it first, man. The first rapper to come here and spit bars on the oh, second really? floor. That's right. Oh, yeah, you the oh. first you are the first one, my friend, and that was fire, man. I really really loved the lyricism and uh while you were going through it, my my head was like just imagining all these different things. So, man, thank you so much for sharing. You know, you're you're a very talented artist. Um you know, I've seen you grow over the years. I mean, we we we've known each other for for a long time now. Uh, obviously, yeah. met at 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 a, at a performance, um, and then just seeing you grow, doing your thing, um, it, it's it's awesome to see, especially somebody that's local. Um, and, and you're one. I I see you're one of the hardest uh, working artists, and and it's and it's dope to see, man. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, Those very kind words, man, and the feelings mutual, like. I, I really respect what you're doing in your craft for sure. And this podcast, I want to give a quick little shout out too to Kenny B, um, who actually, like I started my podcast, Creative Insanity, in part with some coaching with Kenny um, because I knew you and I, you knew him. And so we wound up connecting the two of us. And he was like really invaluable in giving me insight on like the meta and the, and the micro on how to like manage my podcast and grow as an artist. And 
it was really vital for a certain time. So yeah, I'm grateful. Got the shakes now that I've performed. Dude, like, that's huh. awesome. No, uh, <laughs> we appreciate the kind words, man. I appreciate you stopping by, you know, the yeah. second floor studio. Oh, happy to be here, man. Yeah. So happy. This was, this was awesome, man. I really, I know that a lot of our audience is going to get a lot of value from this. So thank you so much. And, uh, We'll hope to see you some sometime in the near future. Hopefully, maybe we'll get you back on or something like that. So yeah, that'd be dope. Thanks, Cassius. Yes, sir.